rate television and Nexstar Media Group think that local TV stations are about to get a huge windfall from cable TV operators. Here's why things might not turn out the way they expect. This is End Screen Noise. My name is Colin Dixon, founder and chief analyst at End Screen Media, and today is October 19th, 2023. In the last two weeks, Grey Television and Nextar Media Group have created these elaborate presentations for their investors to explain why they think traditional pay TV operators are about to start paying them a lot more for their retransmission fees. Each has a slightly different take on what will drive the license fee boom, but when you look at the numbers, the amount they stand to get will likely be much smaller than they think. But first... The next TV OT Connect is a must-attend session delving into politics and advertising. We have representatives from Republican and Democratic ad buyers Evan Tracy and Mark Jabalowski, Bill Day from Magid to keep us grounded with data, and it'll be all moderated by Albert Thompson. But I don't want you to think of this as just a webinar. TV OT Connect events are much more than that. It is a conversation driven by your questions. TV OT Connect is there to help you grow your brand in the community of TV professionals, learn and connect with your peers. After every open session with the main speakers, and that includes the one about politics and advertising that's upcoming, every session the community will gather in a breakout room or breakout rooms after the discussion to, to talk about what they've heard and connect with their peers. So join us on Thursday, November 2nd at 11 a.m. Pacific to learn about politics and advertising and start to grow your standing in the TV professional community. You can find out more and sign up for that event on November the 2nd at itvt.com forward slash tvot forward slash connect that's itvt.com forward slash tvot forward slash connect and i'll include a link to that sign up in the posting of this podcast on my website now back to the podcast Grey Television, like Nexstar Media Group, is anticipating strong growth in retransmission fees from traditional pay TV providers. Grey is pinning its hopes mostly on the implosion of regional sports networks, the RSNs, to help boost revenue. So in its presentation for investors, Grey says that it expects 22% of programming fees in 2023 paid by MVPDs to go to local broadcasters in the form of retransmission fees. But it also expects 10% of those fees to go to RSNs. And the rest, the rest of the 68% goes to cable networks. Now, Gray claims broadcasters are not getting paid enough for their contribution to the big TV channel bundle. It cited various sources to say that broadcast stations deliver about 43.5% of linear TV ratings in September of 2023. It goes on to claim 
that local broadcast TV viewers watch far more frequently and are far more loyal than cable, cable TV or RSN viewers. Even though Gray doesn't think much of the drawing power of RSNs, it believes the addition of games formerly carried by the networks will help its retransmission fees grow. The company said in that presentation, migration of professional local regional sports games to broadcast television provides a further opportunity to grow retrans revenue, including by reallocating programming frees from cable nets and RSNs to local broadcast stations. The reallocation of RSN fees would be a big boon to broadcasters. Gray points out that if half of the fees that it expects to be allocated this year were allocated to retransmission fees, those fees would grow 23% or $3 billion annually. Unfortunately, that assumes that traditional pay TV does not continue to decline. Cable, satellite and telco TV subscribers declined 13% last year and look headed the same way in 2023. And with declines like that, Gray will be lucky if its hoped for RSN fee bump keeps pace. Now, Nexstar also thinks it will benefit from the removal of niche cable channels. Now, you remember in the Disney Charter carriage agreement just signed, Charter got eight smaller Disney TV channels dropped from the deal. And Nexstar seems to think that traditional pay TV operators are going to be willing to turn around and give that money to local TV channels because their content is very popular. Now, I don't believe Charter will do anything of the sort. It wants more freedom to build smaller, more cost-effective bundles. If the only result of shedding what Nexstar calls derivative cable channels is that other channels will demand higher fees, the prices will continue to increase, nothing will have been gained. The problem is high cable TV subscription costs, not the bundles padding with derivative content. And I have to say that both Gray and Nexstar are really basing their whole premise on the idea that traditional pay TV losses will slow and maybe even reverse. Now, they base this assumption on, I think, three key points. The first is direct-to-consumer prices will continue to increase. The second, the direct-to-consumer services will get integrated into the traditional TV bundle. And the third, local TV will add many of the local sports games looking for homes as RSNs fail. And they believe all of this means that they will have a better TV product and more people will decide to stay with it. But, you know, I think there are some problems with this argument. So let's take each of those three points and look at them individually. First, let's look at direct-to-consumer prices will continue to increase. This is absolutely unquestionably true. Uh, they are continuing to go up. In fact, I'm recording this on Thursday, October 18th, and Netflix has just announced another fee increase to its, uh, its basic and its premium tier plans. Uh, so, yes, I fully expect that to continue. But the idea that direct-to-consumer prices are the only things going up is crazy. 
because cable TV continues to get more expensive. The average subscriber spends $113 a month and traditional pay TV prices have been increasing faster than inflation for years. And DirecTV is about to raise its prices for the second time within a year. And this comes actually only a few months after it signed a new deal with Nexstar. So Nexstar is actually, looks like, partly responsible at least for forcing DirecTV to raise its prices again within a one-year period. So, yep, D2C prices are going up, but so are traditional pay TV prices. Now, on the second point about DTC services will get integrated into the traditional TV bundle, that is certainly the upshot of the agreement that uh, Charter and Disney reached. Disney Plus, with ads, is being integrated into Charter's bundles. And it will also get the DTC version of ESPN when it becomes available. Uh, however, it will not get Hulu and it will not get ESPN Plus. Those two are not included in this deal. But it's not clear whether Paramount Global and Warner Brothers Discovery will want to do the same with Paramount Plus and with Max. And ironically, NBCU has just decided to do exactly the opposite. When it launched Peacock, it gave Peacock premium to all of Comcast and Cox subscribers for free as part of their subscription. But now they've backed away from that and they're now saying that all cable TV subscribers have to pay if they want Peacock premium, just like everyone else. So they, NBCU has a very specific experience with bundling this premium, this D2C service with cable. And it had, thinks it can make more money outside of the bundle. So if Disney finds the same thing, I bet it makes the decision to remove Disney Plus from that bundle, uh, just like Peacock has. Finally, on the issue with local sports games looking for homes as RSNs fail. Well, there really is no guarantee that local TV will mop up all those games looking for a home if the RSNs fail. They have picked up San Diego Padres games this year and they will have Phoenix Suns and Utah Jazz next year. But all these games are also available on streaming without a pay TV subscription. And yes, in New York and NESN in Boston have decided to launch D2C services without local TV deals. And I have to tell you that RSNs is not clear what the value of the games in RSNs is anymore. And you are going to be seeing leagues and teams playing with these models to try and figure out what consumers are actually willing to pay. Gray is basing its bonus of $3 billion on the valuation of RSNs as they are in pay television today. And what's very clear is that that model is breaking down that they aren't worth that anymore with so many pay TV systems dropping them. So to me, it doesn't look like the value proposition of traditional pay TV will improve nearly as much as Gray and Nexstar think. And if it doesn't, these massive subscriber losses will continue 
And but that means actually less revenue, not more revenue for local TV. So those presentations certainly paint a very good picture. But I, for one, am not convinced by the story that they tell. Now, if you want to know more about Gray and Next Next Star's claims, you can stop by the End Screen Media website and read two pieces. I have two pieces detailing them there. One is called No $3 Billion Windfall from the RSN Collapse for Local TV. And the second is called Is Next Star's Vision of TV's Future Really a Mirage? And both of those you'll find on the Analysis tab at the End Screen Media website. Uh, and uh, while you're there, why don't you sign up for the End Screen Media newsletter? It's free. You can get it daily or weekly and you'll know when this podcast drops first and all the other pieces that appear on the Endscreen Media website drop. You'll know about it first. This has been Colin Dixon with Endscreen Media and I'll speak with you again next time. This podcast is the property of Endscreen Media. All rights reserved.